Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. After three weeks of sun, sea and sand, it's time for this. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith. We've both been on our hollybobs, but we're here again, and it's time for those local football stories that you may have missed while we were away. Week one, and while on the beach in sunny Cornwall, FlowServe travelled to Birmingham to play early season pace setters and come back with all three points. Three days later, an injury time strike from Jack Beckett gave them another maximum points against a plucky Grizzly side. Newark Town played their first competitive match at the Sports Village and made hard work of beating Staveley by a single goal. But it was good enough to take them to the top of the table. While Collingham were having a player sent off after just two minutes in a 4-0 home defeat to Dinnington. Week 2. And should I take the sports presenter's job at Pirate FM? We'll see. Newark Town continued... To enjoy life, coming back from Bentley with another three points, Lewis Chambers scoring the only goal of the match to maintain the Blues' 100% winning start. Southall City shared a goalless draw with last season's senior league champions, Stapleford. And Flosser slipped to their first defeat of the season in front of a bank holiday crowd of 402 at Lowfields against South Normanton, while on Tuesday evening, Collingham collected their second point of the season with a goalless draw at Dronfield. Week 3. And back from the Dutch A. Still don't know if I'm going to be sports presenter at Pirate FM. Flowserve made hard work of their first ever FA Vars match before two late goals saw step seven side County All knocked out of the cup and set up a home match with Skegness Town in the next round. And the match of the day in the Central Midlands League saw Newark Town and Dinnington numbers one and two fire blanks as both sides played out a goalless draw at the sports village oh yes football is well and truly back and so are we in what I think is the best part of the sporting year football, rugby and hockey are all fresh and everybody's optimistic everybody's going to win the league Sports awards are just round the corner, cross-country season's coming up, and we've got boxing to look forward as well. This is Radio Newark Sport, and on tonight's show we're going to talk to Damo, Roche, and Mike White, but first of all, he's back from Norfolk. Hang Mr. on, Smith. what's this about you jumping ship? Pirate FM. FM. Yep, the interview's gone, it went well. They come to understand a word I said. <laughs> all you got to do is go, ooh, ah. Wow, directly, directly. Yeah, I know. It's uh, all good stuff, but... And, and and if we were 30 years younger, the third one of your intro would be sex, wouldn't it, not sound? True, <laughs> it would be, yeah. Yeah, you're right there. <laughs> well, 30 years younger would be the first one, but that's another story entirely. Anyway, we've um, just changed things round a little bit now, because, you know, every Thursday night we used to ask Tony about the birthdays. Well, we're not doing that now, but what we're going to do... 
is pick the top story of the day. I pick the story, and he gives his professional opinion on it. The problem is, I didn't bother telling him about it. Yeah. But uh, being as you all enjoyed the music so much, we'll play it again. So it's not quite the top story of the day, it's probably the top story of the last three weeks. Tony, your subject tonight mm. is Ben Stokes, Sports oh. Personality of the Year. The best innings, was it Botham or was it Stokes? And the Ashes. Two world-class players, Smith and Stokes and everybody else. Average, away you go on Ben Stokes and the Ashes. Well, um, I decided uh, last Sunday... To, uh, Leeds United had won 3-0 at Stoke City the previous day and uh, opened up a three-point gap at the top of the championship. So I decided to listen to the first hour of the Ashes and then listen to uh, Birmingham City's match at Swansea, hoping that Birmingham would win or nick a point and so we would be clear at the top of the championship. And then Michael Vaughan said, I've never seen Headingley full at 11 o'clock. This could be a special day. And I thought, forget the football, stick with five live sport, because Test Match Special have always been world class, but they excelled themselves that day. And as for Ben Stokes and Specsavers at the other end, unbelievable. And it was on a par with anything that happened in 2005 and also 1981. An amazing innings, surprisingly at Headingley once again. But both of them got eclipsed. Andy knows it because he said as much in the Telegraph the following day. He got eclipsed by that Ben Stokes innings. Two years ago, all we talked about when we talked about Ben Stokes was some idiot fighting in the street at three in the morning outside a Bristol nightclub. Twice in the space of a month, Ben Stokes has become a cricketing god. Unbelievable. Okay, so l- let's just try and put that into perspective a little bit then. Um, everybody's now the first one of my three questions to you. Everybody is sort of clambering to be sports personality of the year and zero to hero, as you've just basically said in, in two years. Ain't bad going, is it? No, it's just a remarkable transformation, but it's a testament to the man's remarkable character that he can bounce back from being in the gutter to being pictured in all the papers with a crown on his head. Unbelievable. It just, um, it beggars belief. I never thought I'd see cricket like 2005 again. I still watch the DVD from behind the couch, even though I know the result of the games. Can't wait until Wednesday. I'll come back to who the best player is then in a minute, both from Flintoff. So I'll, co- I'll come back to that. How about who, what is the best ground? Headingley or Edgbaston for atmosphere because Headingley was unbelievable on Sunday. Yeah, but it's in Yorkshire. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a place of my. I birth. may have been on holiday and I may be relaxed, but I, I, it's in least for I'm not. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> the, the, the third one I put: two world-class players in an average Ashes series. Um, you take Smith out of the Australian batting lineup. And it's county standard. And let's face it, Joffre did. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you take Stokes out of the England team at the moment, Oof. Uh, and they are no more than county standard. Am I right, or is it too critical, that Smith and Stokes are head and shoulders above anything else out there? 
Both the England and Australia teams that are contesting the current Ashes series are rubbish. But they do have Smith, who is the best batsman since Don Bradman. And they do have Ben Stokes, who, as I say, is a freak of nature. That shot he played for six, it just had all the experts in the ground going, oh my God, what the hell was it? It was just incredible. Unfortunately, I didn't see this Ben Stokes innings because down in deepest Cornwall, the televisions are, are, you know, you're lucky if you've got one. Um, so I, I didn't see it's it. It's because they're all tuned into Pirate FM. Exactly. Um, so I saw I saw nothing of it, but I did manage to read about it. And Ben Stokes came in in the evening and, I, and actually had to do a rear guard action to stay there until the next day. I'll tell you something, if you get that job at Pirate FM, there's going to be a hell of a lot more televisions, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> but I also read, he should have been out. Oh, yeah. He was out, in fact, if some dozy Australian hadn't bothered using all the reviews. No, the thing is that when you get put under pressure and the target is getting closer and closer, you make some ridiculous decisions. And... That LB review was worse than any decision I've ever made as an umpire. But it was in the heat of the moment, they were panicking, let's go for it, you know, it's getting too close now. And subsequently, when the ball would have hit middle and leg, and they had no reviews left, that's what lost them the ashes. Now, you criticised me a few weeks before I went off air when I called Lions no more than a county mm. class bowler mm. and of course you know there is history between Lions and England oh, and yeah. sledging yeah wasn't it a shame he made such a pig's ear of it it was absolutely tragic and I think all um English hearts bled for him <laughs> but I mean you know he is an outstanding cricketer he's taken 350 <coughs> Uh, test three three hundred fifty plus test wickets, but that's what pressure does to you, and you just make ridiculous decisions. Okay, then. So, can we now say who the best all England's all rounder is? Has is it Ian Botham? Is it Freddie Flintoff? Or is it Ben Stokes? Because there's there's I, I, you back into what uh, on football when we ch- on first when we do our famous fours. How can you? put somebody who played in the 70s against somebody who played exactly now I, I, it's impossible but we we have to do it in, 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 we do in the modern day and age because if you go out for a day with Sharon and it's a really good day have you, you, no, that's, that's a contradiction terms. <laughs> come on <laughs> but if you have a really good day and you're talking to me over a cup of tea at the end of the evening you will say that was the best day I've ever had that's what people do these days Ian Botham was Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, going out with Sharon and then having a cup of tea with you at the end of the day could constitute one of the best days I've had. Yeah, It's been a sad life. I'm not sure about the day with Sharon, but you'll enjoy it with me over a cup of tea. (laughs) But the the thing is that Botham was the best all-rounder in cricket in 1981. Andy Flintoff was the best (coughs) all-rounder in cricket in 2005, and in the current day it's Ben Stokes. You'd have to pick one over the other. Just enjoy the fact that we had three cricketers with three lines on the shirts that played that to that standard. Because when you've got the wood on the Australians, there is no better feeling as a cricketer ever. And we have now, and we're going to win the Ashes, because the Australians 
as uh, Tony Gregg once infamously said, a grovelling now. And, and England, uh, I've got the foot, the feet on the throats. Did Joffre do a job on Smith? And, oh, and yes. Is it cricket? Yeah, totally. Absolute cricket. I mean, absolutely cricket. It's best. That's why it's called test cricket, because it's the greatest test of your abilities that either a batsman or a bowler or a fielder or an umpire, Joel, will ever have. You know, but how Joel couldn't give that decision as LB? Thank God he's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that, I'm, I'm not going on about it tonight because we must go on and talk um, to our, our guests because that's what we're here for, really. But the way the umpires have got to now have, on the back of their version of VAR, is the same way as a football referee is going to be in two or three, se two or three seasons' time. Scared stiff. To make a decision. I was talking yesterday at the President's match at Kellen Road to somebody and I said in, in fact I was talking to my fellow umpire uh, Graham Downey uh, at T and I said I absolutely hate the review system because it belittles the umpires. Hmm? You make the T sign in the air with your hands and it has to go to review and then some bloke who can do a thousand slow motion replays then makes a decision and the, 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 the match referee goes go back to the umpire is the umpire now on screen I'd like you to reverse your decision it's not just the fact he's in front of 20,000 people he's in front of 2.1 million as he was on Sunday and you know, we're watching you know, the, 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 the television but an old Dolby in Division J in one of my last matches of the season where I made a brilliant umpiring decision as the batsman plays across the line and the ball clips his pad goes nowhere near his bat and the wicketkeeper takes it and then calls me all the names under the sun I would like to appoint it to big screen again Oi mate, look at that that's a cracking bit of umpiring. I think I'm going to go for that cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> OK, Newark Town has started as they mean to go on sitting Top two in the Central Midlands League after the opening rounds of matches. Joint manager Damon Parkinson is coming up next on Radio Newark Sport. There was an awful lot expected of Newark Town this season and that put an awful lot of pressure on joint manager Damon Parkinson because he was the one that said, I think we can win this league. So it's time to find out how they're getting on and after four matches... I think they're doing quite well. Is it four or is it five, Damo? It's four, isn't it? Four it's matches. Four. I think they're doing quite well. How would you, first of all, Damo, sum up the first month of the season? Um, I think there's lots of positives. Um, obviously, we've picked up points in games that probably last season when we took over, we, we wanted on. Um, the lads are starting to understand what our expectations are and how we're trying to play and how we're trying to approach a game um, and we've looked very solid um, but obviously um, at the weekend we, we have preferred to have been uh, top of the league rather than joint top of the league Yeah, we'll come back to that match in, in a couple of minutes because I think you're both firing blanks and that's what I want to get on to next because... Uh, 
he started the season by banging seven in at Askin, and great, that was fantastic, a wonderful result. But two goals in the last three matches, is it a worry? Um, personally, I think you're still creating, and that's the main thing, but are you worried about the lack of goals at the moment? Um, no. Um, if you look at the stable again, those that were there, uh, we'll see how good they were. Unfortunately, when you're down near the bottom, um, and you're bottom of the league, people rest players. And they take it easy and they expect to beat you, and that puts you in a good position. Unfortunately, when you're top of the league, um, and people are expecting a tough game, they draft players in. Um, and I mean, the stable game, um, there was four first teamers drafted, which isn't a problem because I believe um, we've got players, or we have got players that have played at that level, and we've got a number that are capable of. Um, so obviously, three out of their back four were step five footballers, and we still opened them up and created chances. Yeah, we didn't take as many many as we could, um, but again, we've had lads injured, we've had knocks that you won't believe. I've never known so many lads to be strapped up. Um, and again, they're still starting to understand each other and how they play. It's it's 25 new players. You said at the start of the season that um, there was going to be a s- system away how Newark Town play, and that was hopefully going to cascade right through the Newark Town Football Club. Um, you've alluded to it a couple of times already, that they're getting used to each other and they're playing it. And what I saw on Saturday was very pleasing. You continued to play your style even though it was getting very frustrating for everybody on and off the park yeah I mean it's very difficult there's there's no saying if we'd have started shelling it long and we could have put Lewis King who's a centre back who's a big um, we could have put him up front and, and smashed it long but again that's no guarantee that we'd have been any more successful and and actually did we look like conceding probably Nathan made a couple of saves but we didn't really look like conceding they had a lot from distance did we create a lot of chances yes if we're creating chances why would we change because the only reason to change would be to get a goal well actually if we're creating the chances anyway the way we're playing and playing the the new at time way there, there was nothing to change um it's literally that little bit of sharpness and that little bit of confidence just in one or two. You've been in football a long time, haven't you? Now I've been in football all my life, one way or another, and you do have these games where you just know whatever you do, it's going to contrive not to go in the back of that net. And I think it, it took some of us old ones not very long to work out on Saturday that they could have tried as hard as they like it wasn't going to go in for them yet. Next time out, they'll be flying in. And that's football. That's why we all love the game so much. Um, The other side, though, in defence, one goal conceded in four matches, and that really must be pleasing to you. It would be be pleasing in um, any season. However, because of how we're playing, and we're being quite open and expansive, um, actually, it should be even harder to keep a clean sheet, because obviously we're allowing the three strikers to stay high. We're asking a midfield free to do an awful lot of work. Um, so nature of the beast is the other team then will have a bit of space. Um, and we've been able to experiment with different players. We're trying to play out from the back, which again causes um, its own issues and allows them to try and win the ball out of the pitch. But yeah, the, the thing is, and I said it last year when we, we took over at Christmas, and I said exactly the same after the game, the bare minimum 
to play for me and to play for Luke and to play for Newark Town is work work hard work hard work hard and I think that has shown in three three clean sheets we've kept how how has it changed manager's way of thinking now the goal kicks do not have to read the penalty because I, I really noted that and saw that Nathan was tapping it five or six yards and then those planes across the face which I thought you're never supposed to do that but in this day and age it's all part of the game in creating space isn't it yeah not every team's embraced it though uh, some teams still gone long and obviously at times we encourage Nathan to go long however as soon as you take that long goal kick you've turned it into a 50-50 ball and again anyone anyone knows you'd probably fancy a centre half against a striker <laughs> you, you do um, so actually by trying to get it down and play out obviously we're open to try and keep the ball rather than turn it into a 50-50 situation straight away there's names I know and there's names I don't know in the team so very quickly um, Damo can we I mean we, we know we know Nathan we all yep. know we all know he's a quality goalkeeper and we all know Luke and I'm so pleased that he's back playing to a standard of football that he should be playing in and uh, as you say when the ball goes along to a centre half well if he's a centre half we know he's going to win it um, as simple as that um, some of the other names that are not so familiar to um, the New York football watches demo please um, I'm just we'll rattle through the team from Saturday that's probably best so um, Sam will play right back which everyone knows Sam is record appearance holder probably an unnatural position for him um, but I think with his energy and effort and work rate that, that role suits him in our team um, James Evans played centre half um, young lad very young um, obviously you could see how athletic he is how quick he is a striker pushed it past him and James never got out of a jog and just jogged straight past the striker um, but he's, he's from Newark uh, young lad been playing um, Sunday football at Collingham um, so again he's a local lad um, left back Christian Anderson um, obviously those will probably know his dad who was joint manager um, with Tony Jones at Harrowby uh, Christian's really, really that's good. where he's from I've got it now uh, yeah, yeah, really, really yeah. an infectious character. The boys love him. Um, and obviously, naturally left footer, which helps us. Midfield three. Um, and Goni Dongo. Um, obviously, although he's a Newark lad, he's not played in Newark for a number of years. Obviously, he had a number of injuries, but he, he's quality. When he's fit, his energy and his effort and his work rate, his ability, he, he's amazing. Um, Craig Bridge. I was fortunate enough to have Craig Bridge with me at Lincoln Morland so he's played step five um, football for a number of years he, he was a striker actually which you can see how well he he looks after the ball um, but he, he's a Lincoln lad but we know him quite well Joyner knows him uh, from Araby as well um, Aaron Martin local lad he's another local lad then up top I think I think they're all local uh, Tyler Martin Kieran Job Chamber George Aspen unfortunately um, was working um, but again, not a lot will know him. Those that have been around local football know he's been top Collingham's top goal scorer for the last three years and a massive asset to us. I think we're all going to get used to him and uh, he may have made the difference. Who knows? Or it may have just been one of those days. If Dinnington are one of the top sides in that league, Damo, I've been coming round to believing what you're telling me at the start of the season that uh, um, it's there for the taking. Retford... Harworth, they're going to be up there with a shout, but they're not exactly smashing everybody to play, are they? So, 
And it's not no, that long we, before you play Harworth, is it? No, we, we we knew at the start of the season that Retford would be up there. Dinnington are a bit unspec- uh, unexpected, but then if you have a look at who they've played, have they played anybody decent? You can tell they've got two or three good players. Um, and then Harworth, obviously they've come down, they've lost two or three. So when we saw them initially pre-season, they didn't look very good, but then they've gone and, gone and signed five or six really, really good players. Um, so I think but I'm, I'm confident I mean Dinnington hadn't conceded I don't think they've conceded a single goal in the league um, and we opened them up when we wanted to um, I mean the manager at the end um, said you know if you could have finished you'd have buried us it'd have been 6 nil at half time and game over so for a team that has played four not conceded mm. I think that's a massive compliment and a testament to, to how far we've come now I take it you're on the road next again are you? Yeah, we're away Drumfield uh, Reserves, which again, everyone, oh, you know, an easy game, you should be mm. winning, but it's not the nicest pitch out there, it's a rough place to go, and again, like I said, when you're at the top, there'll be players come in, there'll be players wanting to beat you, and it will be a tough game. If you have a look at the league, everyone is beating everyone, and I think this year, it will be the consistent team. It's not always a consistent team. Sometimes it's a team of the best players, but I think this year already everyone is beating everyone, and it'd be whoever's most consistent will win that league. It will, Damo. We're going to be with you all the way. You've made the start that you that you wanted. Probably slightly disappointed that you didn't take three points off Dinnington, but it wasn't for the one to try in. But uh, we're with you all the way, and it's only going to grow and get better. And while we're talking about Newark Town, I've had a message from Auntie Sarah. Newark Town ladies take on Nottingham Forest ladies on Sunday the 20th of October at the Sports Village. Newark Town ladies against Forest ladies. Damo was manager of the first team. That's one that you've got to go and watch. Yeah, I've been down a couple of times. Because yep. um, obviously my background working at Lincoln City, I was heavily involved with um, ladies football, women's football at Lincoln City with the Girls Centre Excellence. So... Um, Obviously, I'm I'm a football person. I love all football, so I've been really impressed with with the ladies and the setup um, and the environment. Obviously, I went I went down and they're a close group, and you know you can just enjoy playing yeah. football, which is what we're trying to create. Although it's serious, we're trying to create exactly the same. Enjoy it. Well, that's one for October to look to look forward to when Forrester in town. Demo. We'll talk to you again next Monday and every Monday as you strive to get out of the Central Midlands League. Best of luck. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. And, Tony, they have got the start that they had to get, really, because, you know, there was build-up before the season started. This is going to be town season. They've got the start. It looks like they've got the players involved for a good assault on that championship. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't so long ago when we were discussing New York Town and was wondering whether um, they would uh, fulfil their fixtures to the end of the season, you know, when when they were really struggling. Amazing how quick sport can turn round, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, Aaron Roberts was saying to me on uh, Saturday at, um, at County Hall, <coughs> isn't it great to see two New York teams doing well? Yeah. And, and and it really, really is because ever since I've moved down here, all I've wanted is a Newark team to be successful in whatever sport they're, in, they're involved in. And now it's a bit like buses. And and now it is. <laughs> it's so different to the conversation we had 
uh, probably when this the show started under its um, under its guise of um, Radio Newark. That um, you know, then it was doom and gloom, wasn't it? Mm. And now we've got some of the top athletes in the world, Amy Hunt. Maybe uh, Mathias. I'll come to that you know, later in the week. We've yeah. got one of the worst umpires in the world, yeah. me. And and we've got two football teams in Newark that... Uh, You're that bad, you could perhaps do a test match. <laughs> right! But you are a very good receptionist. OK, I'm off. That's the hint. <laughs> Coming up next, of course, it is going to be Craig Roach when Tony Gilson does his bit. You are listening to the returning Radio Newark Sport with me, Mick Bradley, and him, straight from Norfolk, Tony Smith. And it's so easy for you to get involved in the show as well. All we need to do, or you need to do, is send your sports news, your reports, your stories about yourself, about your team, your club, whatever, nice and easy on an email to sport at radionewark.co.uk. And you never know, you could also end up here in Sport HQ chatting to me and to Tony, because that's what we're here for. To promote you, your club, and Newark sport in general. Assuming Tony ever gets Craig on the phone, that's what we're going to do next. Um, still to come. Hopefully, Craig Roach, if not Craig Roach, Tony Smith on Newark Flow Serve. And then we're going to Mike White, of course. We spoke to Mike just before we went on our Holly Bobs, and um, he's cycling from one end of the country to the other, and he popped in here to Newark Academy yesterday on the way through so um, we're going to we caught up with Mike which is more than we can do for Craig so um, we'll see if Craig rings us back in a couple of minutes half past seven is putting the the kiddie winkles to bedtime so um, we'll try him again in a couple of minutes time which means that Mr Smith has got to do an unbiased <laughs> low serve report so no if you want to nip out and put the kettle on now's probably a very good time to do it um, if you're going to come back it's probably a good idea to have something stronger flow serve have made a solid start to the season as a step five club um, so what I wanted to do tonight with Craig and if it does ring we will do it with Craig um, look back at the first month of the season and um, let's do it from a supporter's point of view first yeah. Antone um, ten points from the first five matches if you was a flow serve, you are a flow serve supporter, but are you? Is that satisfactory? Yeah, I mean, from a spectator's point of view, we didn't know what we were going into. Um, we just expect flow serve to win matches, but we were very aware that step five football is a step into the unknown. Um, and we've all heard the name Worcester City, and it was very exciting that we started off against Worcester City. But, um, you know, when we were 4-1 up with 20 minutes to go, then it, you suddenly thought, hang on a minute. You know, this is, this is serious, serious quality football that Flo Server playing. But then they brought a sub on and it got back to 4-3 uh, and uh, it finished a squeaky bum time. But still, 4-3 win, fantastic. It'd been better if it had stopped at four-one, obviously, but um, it's uh, it, it was you know right, it was a I, great I start to the season. Rather, hopefully, Mr. Smith can stop waffling now because hopefully, I'm going to say good evening to Craig Roach. Good evening. Ah, you see, 
Craig, you don't know. You have just saved the <laughs> nation there. Because if you didn't, if we, you wasn't on the phone, we was going to have to listen to him for the next quarter of an hour. <laughs> you are the saviour of the nation. Oh, just walk back through the door. <laughs> um, I'm more relieved than the nation. Same question as I gave to Mr Smith. Um, ten points from the first five league matches. Are yes. you and Kirky satisfied? Yes, we are. Yeah, you know, if someone had offered that to us um, at the start of the season, would it, you know, would have snapped their hand off. Um, plenty, plenty of work to be done still, but um, yeah, overall, you know, we're still, I think, two points off the top, and we're in the mix. We've, uh, we've had a bit of good and a bit of bad, so yeah, we're in a, we're in a good place at the minute for the early part of the season. I don't think anybody knew what to expect. I mean, you, you and Kirky probably did, but the likes of, of, of myself and Tony spent endless hours debating what to expect in in step five football. And uh, when I was sort of sitting there at twenty past four on the first day of the season, and you was smashing Worcester um, and Worcester by four goals to one, I was thinking, you know, this we're in a dream here. Um, Okay, the reality come back and Worcester got back into it, but you still got the points, and we all went home feeling slightly older from the afternoon. Um, the standard of football, the intensity of football, I think is it's a massive step from six to five. I thought seven to six wasn't such a great step. Six to five is an absolutely massive step. Yeah, it is. I agree. I agree with that totally. Um, I think it's took us a little bit by surprise. You know, I think we, we did a did a good bit of homework in pre-season and to the back end of last season, if you like. But there's a lot of teams in this league, um, with obviously being West Midlands based, that was that was unknown to us. And you know, everyone's a little bit different, really. You know, we've had tough games against good footballing sides, and then we've had very well organised, big, strong, solid sides. So it's a different challenge every week. But, you know, we're enjoying it. Um, we've learnt a lot from the first few games of the season. Uh, you know, I think we'll be uh, be competitive throughout. You know, we've um, we've still got a lot of work to do, but you know, we're always ambitious, so we'll just keep trying to progress. I've just been speaking to Damo Parkinson over at Newark Town, um, and one of my questions to him was one goal in the last three matches. Is that a worry? Same question to you: one goal in the last three home matches. Is that a worry? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's a difficult one again because it's not been through not creating chances I'd be more concerned if we wasn't creating the chances it's just very frustrating because we've not put them games to bed and we, and we could have done so we've been our own worst enemy in that respect um, but you know stats don't lie um, we've got the best defensive record in the league and one of the worst goal scoring records so yeah that's certainly something that's uh, obviously at the top of the list, list to address and, uh, I was picking up from deepest Cornwall a rumour mill which kept sort of mentioning there may be new faces coming in but uh, is it just a rumour mill that um, the likes of the local paper have got hold of or is there any truth in it? Well it must be rumours because it's, uh, it's only between me and Mr Kirkham at the minute but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, yeah we are looking to, to try and bring some fresh a couple of fresh faces in um, just, but we have got, we're working with a very small squad at the minute um, from what we started with we've, we've lost a couple so you know, we just look to freshen it up a little bit, try and add a little bit of pace more, a little bit more pace, um, be much more clinical at the at the top line. But, um, no, there's no there's no uh, no panic or no drastic change needed. But if we can bring the right the right bodies in, 
we will do. And we're, we're talking to a couple at the minute, but we'll see. We wait until you tell us before we go to um, to press. That's yeah. um, for all, the, all told, the people yeah, that so said to me, yeah. "Why aren't you telling us who they're going to sign?" Yeah. Until the t- until we're told. Uh, well, we generally don't mm. know yet. No, you know, we're, we're talking to a couple of clubs and a couple of players, so we'll uh, we'll see if anything comes to fruition on that. The FA Vars, then. Um, I looked at the team on Saturday. Um, didn't quite get back from Cornwall in, in time, but I looked at the team on on Saturday. Uh, no captain, um, but I understand he's carrying an injury uh, and a couple of midfield players rested. Um, how how sort of seriously are you taking the Vars? Yeah, seriously. You know, it's the first time that the club's been in the competition. You know, it's it's a pinnacle competition for, for our level of football. Um, obviously, there's a lot of big challenges in there and it's unlikely we're going to progress to the later rounds, but, uh, you know, it's nice to be involved in it and you know, we went into Saturday wanting to win the game as, as always. And like I said, Tom's been carrying a carrying a knock now for a few weeks. Um, and he's struggling to shake it off, so he needed a week off to try to try and help him there to try and get him back to full fitness. Um, and the other changes were purely down to um, merit on, on on the last few on the last few weeks. So you know, there's a couple of lads who deserve the chance. Deserve the chance. Um, Obviously, uh, Danny and uh, Cox come on later on and changed the game for us and did really well, so got the reaction that we wanted from them as well. T- Tony said at the start of the show that um, it, it, it was hard work, but you've been in the same position as, as County Hall. Absolutely nothing to lose. If you've got ten put past and people would have said, well, what do you expect? So go out there, enjoy it, and give everything. And it sounds like that's exactly what they did. Yeah, they did, you know, and got to give credit for it. Um, you know, they had some good players. Um, they had nothing to lose, and we had a, on paper, you know, it was a, it was potentially putting on skin for us. Um, but yeah, they were solid. I mean, they, they, to me, they looked like they got set up to to have to have a little go, but they, they didn't want to get turned over. Um, and, that, and they gave a really good account of themselves. No, and they know. come out. They come out. That result is 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 credit to them, isn't it? Which sets up an intriguing encounter with the team that's actually sitting on the top of the Northern Counties East Step, mm. step Six Division. Skegness Towns, um, yeah. uh, and that's an intriguing match a week on Saturday. Yeah, very, very tough game that one for us. Um, you know, Skegness have um, progressed as a club very well over the last few years. They've got a lovely new ground out there now, and um, really good setup. They've signed a lot of good players in the summer. Um, like I say, they're sitting top of the Northern County Division One at the moment. Uh, so I think they're going to, you know, looking at the players they've signed, they're going to have a real go at uh, promotion this season so yeah really exciting tie like we say in that competition you're not going to get any easy games so yeah it's one we'll look forward to and it's one what I would fully expect to um, see another large low field crowd and I, I think that's we all said we it would happen but until it started happening I mean 402 for the South Normanton match on a bank holiday Monday afternoon when the sun was shining and the barbecues was going and mm. people could have done lots of other things apart from come down to Lowfields was an absolutely amazing crowd yeah it's fantastic to see um, we've been really encouraged by the numbers you know we've, we've had a good gradual climb of, of the last two seasons on the attendances and you know they're still going in the right direction and uh, long may that continue hopefully we can give them something to uh, about. Away from Vars action for this weekend because you've got um, another long coach journey. Yes, yeah, we're off to um, Stour, Stour Bridge, I think it's the other side, other side of Wolverhampton on Saturday to uh, play Lytown. 
Um, another big, um, another big game. We've had some good results of late. Uh, we're, yeah, we're uh, two sessions this week, Tuesday, Thursday down the ground. So lads will be preparing well for that one. I'm not sure. There's any any easy games left, Craig? Is he? it's those days have gone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you look at the fixture list and uh, you really do look at one week at a time at the minute because. Uh, like I say there's no there's no gimmies on there at all. Everyone's beating everyone. Um, look at the results every week, and you always raise your eyebrows. Expect on paper, some teams, but everyone's beating each other. So it's going to be a tight affair, I think, all season. I think another um, over the last few years has been sort of like a breakaway at the top, um, and a big divide between top and bottom. But I don't think that's going to be the case this year at all. We've already mentioned, and Tony mentioned that uh, you know we've waited so long for success in Newark, and now both Flowserve and Town are, are, are turning it on at their respective levels. And uh, any football follower in Newark, I think, is in for a cracking season, Craig. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you say, it's, it's been a long, long time coming. Um, Town, Town's got a lot of talented um, players in it. You know, it's, it's a very good sporting town. So it's good that, um, like I say, that both clubs are doing well, and um, like I say, hopefully everyone keeps backing, backing them both, getting behind it, and everyone can keep progressing forward. Well, we look forward to finding out what happened in um, Deepish Wolverhamptonshire or whatever it's called out there, and yeah. um, we'll talk to you or Kirky next. Um, totally depends what restaurant he's in, really, and if if if, if they allow him to talk on the phone. Because wherever he is on a Monday night, he's in a restaurant somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so it must be a posh restaurant tonight because he's delegated back to you again. But Yeah, he's working away again this week. So, so one or the other of you next Monday with hopefully yep. a, a good news story from Lytan and then we can really look back to a massive crowd, a sunny afternoon up at Lowfields and skaggy the visitors. Yeah, so, so. First of I all, three points. We haven't advertised it yet, but um, the under-23s uh, are at home this Thursday against Boston United under-23s. So. That's uh, 7.45 on Thursday if anyone fancies popping down to... Is this the first league match then, or...? No, it's not the first league. Uh, I think they've got a few weeks out before the league starts, so... Right. It's, just a, it's a friendly match against Boston. So the under-23s, home against Boston, 7.45? Yep. 7.45 kick-off, get down to Lowfields and have a look at uh, the future of New York football. Yep. Brilliant. A few of our, few of our lads are having a run out as well. Ah, right. <laughs> Excellent. Craig, thank you so okay. much. Cheers, mate. Thanks, bye. And he's optimistic as well, then why shouldn't he be? Mm, it's, I, I, I can fill you in on the um, the uh, Lincolnshire FA Under-23 Development League. That starts on the 18th of September, uh, when we're away at Spalding United Under-23s. Uh, but the match on Thursday is a pre-season friendly. But it's the first time that the uh, Under-23s will actually be in action in Flow Surf Colours, so uh, it'll be a great night to come along and, you know... Boston United, another big uh, football club. And there's the first the communications officer at, at and knowing what he's talking about. Well, no, it's not, it, it, I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> might? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, would it? <laughs> no. I always find it's best to ask him a question and then tell him the ad break's coming to an end so he can't answer it. <laughs> it's about the only way i found to shut him up. <laughs> anyway, just before our summer holidays, if you remember Mr Smith, Mike White came into the Sport HQ oh, to talk yeah. about the Sam White legacy. Lovely evening. Wonderful man. First time I've really met him. You you know Mike quite well. It's the first time I've, I've really met him. And, and I, I know Mike very well and, and you're right, he's a wonderful man. Wonderful man. And he was talking about a massive fundraising event um he'd put himself down to 
basically cycle from John O'Groats to Land's End, doesn't he? And he, he's sort of in the past, he's sort of cycled down the road to fetch the newspaper. Incidentally, his son, Sam White, who sadly is no longer with us, was also a remarkable young man. And while we're on the subject of remarkable young man, it was the first anniversary of Rick Lane's death on Friday. Yes, I And um, I didn't realise it was only a year. It seems like a heck of a lot longer that we've been mourning that guy. Mm. And uh, he, he was a wonderful, wonderful character. And so was Sam White. And there's a link there because his parents are also wonderful as in the, both the cases of Sam and Rick and you can just tell the quality of the people that shine through in their offspring in both cases I know you're a very religious man, oh yeah but I, I always get on very well with God until Beric ranges the plane. I, I've read Richard Lane's comments on Facebook about his son yeah. And inside five minutes, George Edger was playing that record <laughs> on national radio. I thought, what? <laughs> That's called working in mysterious ways. It, it, it certainly did for me, as you can imagine. <laughs> anyway, my, getting back to Mike, um, they stopped off in Newark, um, the gig in the grounds at, at the Newark Academy, yeah. on, on Sunday. Um, they, stopped, um, they stopped up, and I... Um, went along and uh, managed to have a chat with Mike and uh, of course began with asking how he was feeling very tired it's a challenge we've named it the end-to-end -end challenge well it's a bigger challenge than I ever thought it was going to be to be honest Phil it's uh it's exhilarating that I've, I've never cycled more than three days in a, in a row so to be on the eighth day is is a tester the highlights and the lowlights so the highlights are Every cyclist I'm cycling with is great. The support team are fantastic. We have some good laughs. We support each other. Lots of them are supporting me as I'm a novice compared to them. The lowlights, the hills, the climbs, the exhaustion, the pain, the amount of cream that's being used. But, yeah, all in all, it's, uh, it's tough. And if it wasn't tough, I therefore guess lots more people would do it. But it's a tough, tough thing to do. Are you finding people are coming out and supporting you? Yes, absolutely. Um, we had some T-shirts made and we're getting loads of uh, support where we stop for lunches and where we stay overnight and lots of people keep dipping in their pockets for various reasons. So, uh, yeah, we're getting really good support and the support team themselves are talking about the charity and, and what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, lots of people are giving us money on route and keep, keep doing it. We've got a long way to go. So just a small matter of now Newark to Land's End? Yes, I like the way you say small matter, Phil. I wish it was. <laughs> Apparently, um, it's just as hilly. Scotland was beautiful, by the way, but oh, some of those hills uh, just just take a lot of getting up. But, um, yeah, just from here to Land's End. Any consolation? 350 miles and you're there? Well, that would be a consolation. It's probably we're going to do more than that, though, because I've learnt on this ride that when you do these rides, the mileage you're given, for example, from John O'Groats to Land's End, it's something like 881 miles. That's all proper, nice, lovely roads where we go off and we go on cycle tracks, so that's why it's a lot more. Mark, it's a fantastic achievement. We obviously wish you well, and we'll catch up with you at the other end, so to speak. I didn't like to tell him that there's also hills in Cornwall lots of them and they're all fairly steep but i, I mean joking apart it, it's something that it, it, to take it on when you're not a even an amateur cyclist it, it 
it, it takes some you know what the word I'm looking for is it's the same word that Ben Stokes was allowed to use on li live radio to describe um, Jack Leach's innings. Oh, in that case, and it takes some balls. I'm that is, but it's actually another word. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, you, you're in the right anatomi anatomical area. Anatomical area? Oh, that's a, that's a new one for the sports show. <laughs> make a note of that. No, I can't make a note because I can't spell it. And the thing is... It's double L. But the thing is, but basically... I've got two Ks in there, but... <laughs> no, that's at the end. And, and but the thing is... <laughs> but, the, but, but, but the thing Come is... Come on, you're the professional in here. The, the thing is that Jonathan Agnew didn't even blink. He just went, too right. <laughs> and they normally say the BBC would like to apologise for the use of that language. He can understand it in the heat of the moment. But he just went, too right, mate. Oh, what do I say radio no, or do I just say this is new at what do you expect? Well, if you're going to be called Pirate Phil from now there on. There you go cause, then, cause, Pirate cause, Phil. Because what you want. Oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, we wish, we do wish Mike um, the best of luck. Mm. He's got another week to get to yeah. the 350 miles or... I once cycled from our house to Dale Field. You see, they're not even going in a straight line, are they? I mean, no. come, you know, it's... Oh, I once cycled from our house to Dalefield, Collingham's ground. Cup of tea time again, folks. With four cans of lager, and basically I was walking like John Wayne for a fortnight. I don't know how he has done one end of the of the British Isles to the one other. That is just... I said, because you've not got a bag on the bike and you sat on the cans of lager. <laughs> <laughs> frightening anyway well done mike and um we'll um, let you know and we'll catch up with him again when he when he reaches land's end um so we're back up and running and september on radio newark sport tomorrow night as i'll tell you right at the end but we'll give you a quick preview now we're concentrating on cricket um apart from two rather intriguing matches to come this weekend oh yeah um, big, big, biggies, really. Um, cricket season's all but finished, and it seems to have been here and gone. And don't know about you, but I've never really settled into this cricket season because the weather's made such a mess of it. Yeah, I, I've never had the opportunity. It's had its, it's, had its you know. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, now I'm heavily involved with a football club, and the football season last 13 months of the year, I've hardly been involved in cricket whatsoever. And it's just, uh, it has just flown by. I mean, it's been, I'm not saying it's been disappointing, because what I've seen in the cricket I've really enjoyed, and I do enjoy watching cricket, but there's been too many cold, damp, mm. mucky Saturday afternoons yeah. to make it a memorable summer. Anyway, um, tomorrow night we're talking to Tim Clipsham, we're talking to David Pipes, we're talking to Gary Edgington, and we're also talking to somebody who, depending on the final results coming in could be Newark's leading wicket taker really in the whole of Newark area leading wicket taker subject to confirmation and it's Eden Tranter mm -hmm. so that must she's had a cracking season yeah so we're going to talk to Eden of course Bolton seconds are the champions of their division as well so she's I've got no doubt going to be absolutely um, <laughs> on fire Wednesday night, we turn our attention to rugby and talk to Alan Swain and Will Britton, who are both coming into all right, coming into the studio because um, Newark's 
I sometimes can't understand rugby. They played a cup match last weekend and they play pre-season friendly this weekend. Mm. Then the league starts the next week. It doesn't seem in the right order to me. But anyway, this pre-season friendly is a centenary match for the club. That means they're 100 years old. Yeah. Just in case you're struggling. <laughs> um, and the opposition are the noisy neighbours, Saffle. Mm. So the term friendly probably won't come into it. I don't think it's... Uh, too, don't think it's the right word. They're both coming into the studio and we're going to talk rugby first tonight we welcome our own version of pitch side dave here for the first time um i'll leave that to firsty but we're gonna um take some of the onus off me and dave's a bit more of a local football expert than i am so he's gonna do that and we've got a new game to play as well so um we're gonna pick our famous fours and um this thursday it's the best ever jocks to play in the top flight english Football. How are you going to narrow that down to four? I have done. It's up to you and Dave. Um, I know mine, and mine will win because I've got the mic. Um, <laughs> next week, who's coming to see us? On Tuesday night, Gary Atwood's coming in t- to see us. Gary's going sailing. He's part of this YMCA Round Britain sailing challenge. Is he dressed as an Indian? Well, I can't work out whether he's Ross Poldock or Uncle Albert when it comes to boats. <laughs> I tend to feel it's probably more Uncle Albert than Ross Poldark. Anyway, he's going to come and he's going to come and chat to us about that. And you can do sport. He's had a successful first season at the Magnus when it comes to football, but not a successful one when it comes to rugby. So they're going to pop in next Wednesday night and uh, give us a bit of an update and a report. Um, the following week, the YMCA coming in to do exactly the same, and one that you will really look forward to nina bradley oh brilliant coming to see us she's had Uh, a rough rough time of it yeah but she's coming to see us in a couple of weeks time so that's really look forward to that one and we end the month with rob wardman's guide to the rugby world cup oh wonderful and the launch would you believe of the 2019 sports awards Is, 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 is rob coming in yes oh terrific so that that's at the that's at the end of the month it's 1959 and it's dark out there that's the time by the way oh, not the year. <laughs> and it's dark out there winter is on its way uh, that's it for show one of the new season we as i said are back tomorrow when our focus turns to the cricket two matches left of the nine, 2019 cricket season locally Bolton play collingham doesn't mean anything apart from bragging rights and Newark play Hicklin, and that means everything because the winner of that match gets promoted. Gary Edgerton joins us to look back at the best and the worst of what we said is a mixed summer for the rest of the clubs. And Eden Tranter joins us to tell us why she's the best bowler in Newark. Coming up next, well, this is a first on FM, it's A.D. Crampton with his look at the 70s, while on digital radio, it's the farm boy, Andrew Channing. He takes a break from combining, especially for you. See you tomorrow.